Today's episode of Titus and Tate is brought to you by Discover, and now a message from Discover about customer service and common sense. When you have credit card questions, it's nice to have them answered by a real person. You know, someone who can actually understand your issues and work to resolve them. In other words, what you don't need is a robot, and that's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. No wonder we call it live customer service. Discover, exceptionally common sense. And today I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. On today's episode of Titus and Tate, for the third time in 10 years, Tate, the Indiana Hoosiers yes. are back to being back for now. <laughs> IU so beats bad. Purdue. The first time since, uh, I think it was 2016 was the last time Indiana had beaten Purdue, which is crazy. It's one of those things. Think that, about like, how oh, long ago 2016 was. Oh I mean, God. that was three years before Zion Williamson even introduced himself to the world. Yeah. That was before the FBI showed us the the chart that they had. They know your game plan. I mean, this is I'll be a long you, time ago. I didn't really contextualize it like that, but that feels like forever ago. It's forever ago. Forever ago. It really is. Eons. Uh, Purdue had won nine straight. Indiana oh my God. gets the program win. Mike Woodson's looks like he's having a heart attack after the game, <laughs> clutching his chest, and then he's throwing <laughs> his fist in the air. And uh, Man, what an environment at Assembly Hall. Uh, we're going to talk about it. And not oh, only yeah. are we going to talk about it, just you and I, uh, my father's coming on the program. Yes. Coach Titus. He has to. Yeah, yeah. He predicted this. Yeah. He said this at the beginning of the season that Purdue would not hold up. And that Mike Woodson would get the job done. And guess what? He was right. And for the record, I want to defend my dad. He did not ask to come on the show. Like, I had to I had to go. No, to you had show. to ask. Yeah, I was yes. like, Dad, come on. He's like, really? And I was like, people want to hit. Like, you, you beat Purdue. He's like, all right, I guess if you want me to. <laughs> so uh, it wasn't like my dad was like, you know, book me on the show so I can. Uh, no, 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 no. But uh, we're going to talk to him about it. Um, speaking of being back, Memphis. Whoo. Definitely not back, Tate. Uh, the, the the quote we we'll, we'll this talk. media, yeah, not us, but this media, this media. that yeah. Penny is dealing with is Chris Vernon. So Chris Vernon is implicated. That's a great point. <laughs> yes, it's the local guys. Yes. It's the guys that Gary Parish and Chris Vernon are now this media that put him on mind. a pedestal. Not that media. <laughs> this media, just like this Jim Cunningham. Uh, stop disrespecting me, bro. Is what Penny Hardaway said. That was so uh, good. Uh, and honestly, I think the kids can relate. You know, like yeah. a seventeen-year-old kid sees that press conference, it's like, <laughs> I want to play for that guy. Stop disrespecting me, bro. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. Also, uh, I I am taking the week off from uh frauds there there are no there are no fraud oh. power rankings this weekend so everyone <laughs> i thought so, you were saying that you were going to take next week off matt like, painter you. matt painter congratulations you're off the hook uh we are mm -hmm. we are not calling out frauds this week we 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 are Ooh. we are taking a week off what we're doing instead no pac-12 update by the way i want to do an acc update i need you because uh an act 12 yeah yes there the you act go. 12 the act 14 i guess because they have uh, <laughs> uh now that duke because we talked about it last show that duke had lost the florida state north carolina's dead um mm. i need you to explain to to me and the listeners where does the acc go from here yes. what is the current situation in the acc yes. uh so tate's gonna give us an acc the roof was literally falling in at louisville <laughs> that is like the uh, that's the teaser for the acc there you go. update all that coming up but first woody durham All 
All right, Tay, we'll start with uh, IU Purdue, obviously, right? That's mm. that's where we got to start. The uh, uh, a rivalry that nationally, I would say, uh, I'll let, I'll let you say it. You're not the I'm the I'm a kid who grew up in Indiana. This is a uh, as as we know, we've had my dad on the show and talked about it. My mom went to Purdue. My dad went to yeah. IU. My brother, you're part of the rivalry. My brother went to Your IU. My sister divided. went to IU for a little bit, and then she went to IUPUI because she actually felt bad about like. Sway, you know, splitting the house. Splitting the house. Yeah, your mom was, was like, alone. She's like, I don't want to go to Purdue, but I'll I'll meet you in the middle. I'll go to IUPUI. <laughs> um, so like this is this this is very close to me and my family. Every year that Purdue and IU play, I I obsess over it. I watch every second. I am very much into it. But it would be fair to say, Tate, as a guy who did not grow up in Indiana, that this rivalry for the last however many years has it popped? Has it worked? Has it, it hasn't popped. Yeah. And I think last night it finally popped because there was new blood, and you saw the line outside Assembly Hall. This is the, the every single beat writer from Bloomington was like, this is the most freshman I have seen in at least a decade. <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? It was like the ultimate lead up to this game. And you were all I was saying to myself was, first off, I put it on my schedule. I'm like four o'clock Pacific time. Yep. Going to sit down and watch that game. That wasn't going to happen last year. You know what that I mean? That definitely was not. Yeah, it's been a long time. Even even as a even as a guy that gets no offense into to it, Archie, but I mean, I, I, they yeah. were not the same faith. Even as a guy that gets into it, I I have not been telling people to watch. And I I had, Jim, you watched the game, correct? I did because I reached out to Jim. Like I felt it in my bones that I was like, I think the rivalry might be back. That like I was I I told you I was yeah. on the phone with Jim yesterday. And I was like, hey, just FYI, this might be a good game. Like I think you should watch it. In fact, I'm going to pat myself on the back because. Little note, little uh, pulling back the curtain, Tate. Um, I think I've said this before on the show, but there's a draft that that Fox and ESPN and CBS do. We, oh, we yeah. all have the, we all have games. rights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all have rights to Big Ten basketball, and they go through. There's literally I didn't realize this till I worked at Fox. There's literally a, a broadcast rights draft where they all get on a phone call together, <laughs> and ESPN's like, "We want Michigan, Michigan State in March or whatever," and then Fox is like, "Okay, we'll take this," and they draft. And the guys at Fox wanted to talk to me before the Big Ten draft because they wanted like the value pick. They're yeah, like, what, we we know the what Big, Big Ten games do we need yes. to get? Yeah, what is the value pick? And the only note I had written down was like, I think the Purdue at Indiana, not necessarily Indiana at Purdue, mm -hmm. but the Purdue at Indiana game when Mike Woodson is first game in Assembly Hall against Purdue. I think it's going to be bonkers. I think Purdue is going to be awesome going into that game, and I think Indiana is going to be good enough to beat them. That's what I wrote down. That's what I told them. They were like, really? They got the game. The game was on FS1 last night. Because of me, basically. I'm, I'm not your kid. In <laughs> fact, I talked to the people. Company man. I talked to the people at Fox, and they were like, no, literally, the only reason this, we have this game is because you told us to get it. And they put it on Fox. Company man. It a great game. So put, it, put it up. There you go. But I, 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 I just felt like for the reasons you said, it was New Blood, Mike Woodson. The, the It had to be. It had to be. It had to be. It was, it was the Michigan-Ohio State football rivalry, except now in basketball, where it was like, it just, it, it had to happen. It, like, there, the, if Indiana lost that game last no. night, and they almost did. No, exactly. And, and but. The Indiana basketball, we were just there for the Final Four, so you see the Indiana basketball landscape, but it had to be recentered in some way. It had to be recentered to Bloomington because yes. that is where everyone, even if you went to another school in Indiana, even if you asked or asked about IU, you still usually say nice things because there's like a reverence and respect for it, but they had to be that, you know? Yes. And Mike yes. Woodson couldn't have Purdue just coming in every year with Matt Painter stomping yes. him like that's been happening for the past six, seven years. Right. So this had to happen, and that was my only concern. As I saw all the students outside, I was a little tight butthole because I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> yeah, they have to win this game. They had to. If they don't, then the Mike Woodson era, you know, it, it all starts to crumble. I'm thinking back. And like, they did it. This was probably the biggest in, in Indiana regular season game in Assembly Hall. The biggest regular season, like, so I guess all of them are in Assembly Hall, the, or all regular season, but... This is probably the biggest game in Assembly Hall since, like, I'd say Michigan in 2013 when Michigan was number yeah. one. 
and IU was third. And that was the Victor Oladipo almost caught that lob. You know that game? Cody. Um, they, and, and IU won that one too. And that was, that was another we're back moment. <laughs> How many <laughs> times <laughs> since 1987 has IU been back? That's there, the real there was question. the Wadford shot. They were back, I think. Well, they were back in they were back in 1993 before the injury. They were back injury. Yep. They were back in 2002. 2002, definitely back. They were back in uh, 2012. Yeah. Then they were definitely back in 2013. Definitively back in 2013. They won the Big Ten in 2016, which everybody forgets. Like I sometimes forget. I forget. That, I forgot. That, I yeah. just said that they won the Big Ten in. So they were back in 2016, and then beat Kentucky in the 2016 tournament. Yeah. Listen, Jamal Murray, um, the uh, Yogi Ferrell was like the best player on that team. Uh. They were back then. What a great that, tournament that was, 2016. That was a fun, <laughs> fun tournament. Fun tournament. I mean, until the um, end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they, they've been back a lot. But th this was, the, uh, as we said, the, this, was, this was a much bigger game for Indiana than it was for Purdue. Purdue had won nine straight. Indiana, this was like a, this was the definition of a program win where it was like the, the, a, a, a declaration that the old days are over, the new days are here. And to that point, by the way, I want to say this. The Mike Woodson hire is already successful, and not yes. not I don't I don't mean that as like a he's trending the right way. I mean that like he did he already did it he did his job yeah, this, already. This was one of the goals, one of the big check marks that they had on the board. It's like we got to beat Purdue at home. This yes. is ridiculous. And Mike Woodson, you check the box. This was this was undefeated the, in a suit, by the way. When when IU fans all when when they fire Archie Miller and the the national narrative is that IU fans are unrealistic and they 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 expect to keep hanging banners and, and they'll, ne and, and and they'll never do that yeah. again. And like and and people, so disrespectful. People were just piling. On, and I lost my mind for a brief month and a half there. Where like every time I was doing a podcast, I was like just flipping off the world. Qu quickly, um, if Brad Stevens was watching that game last night. I mean, you got to think to yourself, 10 years, $70 million, and all I had to do was beat Be this Purdue. Purdue team? They built a statue for you? Yeah. Um, My goodness. No, when, when all that conversation was going on, what IU fans wanted to get through to everybody was like, the expectation at IU is not necessarily win a national championship. That would be nice. Final fours would be nice. National championships would be nice. The expectation, because at that point in time, this offseason, where IU had found themselves was... Archie Miller literally never one single time beat Purdue. Not a single mm. time, Tate, in his entire tenure at Indiana. Archie Miller never once made a single NCAA tournament in his entire tenure at Indiana. That's it. That's where you start. It's like all, all we want is a coach that can beat Purdue and make the NCAA tournament. And if we can do that, then we can start talking about what's next and getting back to the glory days and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So in that regard, you didn't hire Mike Woodson. Nationally, everybody thinks that IU hired Mike Woodson to hang banner number six. And maybe, you know, like every IU fan, don't get me wrong, would love banner number six, Tate. But Mike Woodson was hired for that. Literally just yeah. that. Like, get us back on track to where we beat Purdue, where we're going to make the NCAA tournament, which, like, barring catastrophe, I think Indiana's in now. They're in now. Yeah. This was the win like, that they needed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, unless they completely collapse. Yeah. yeah. It's still, I guess they could collapse. But uh, so in that regard, like, the, the, no matter what happens from here, even if it's like a Jawan Howard type situation where Jawan Howard comes out of the gate hot and now, like, this year Michigan's not as good and, you know, not to say that Michigan regrets hiring Juwan Howard, but like, you know, that, that can happen sometimes with new coaches where the first couple years you, you get a little too excited and then water finds its level. Even if that happens with Mike Woodson, mm. he's already better than the other guy was. And I, and, and take Frazier voice. And I like Archie. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, 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 when, when Indiana hired Archie, I thought, uh, I thought he would be successful. Well, people, I thought he was. And the, the I like same Archie critics that were talking yeah. about Mike Woodson were talking about Archie Miller as if they had just hired John Wooden. You yes. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That was so shocking to me in this whole thing. I mean, Archie Miller got this, this red carpet treatment. It did not work out at all. Then Mike Woodson gets like 
And you laugh. Yeah, yeah. People <laughs> laugh at Mike Woodson, you know? It made no sense. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the game itself. So Rob Finnessy is the story of the game. Rob Finnessy, a guy who I, I think they did a good job on the broadcast of uh, beating that home. Grew up in Lafayette, Indiana, um, which is, is a rarity. There aren't a lot of guys from Lafayette that play for the Hoosiers, Tate. Because, um, again, for good reason. Purdue is in West Lafayette. Right. Uh, so he's, he's, he's from Purdue country, goes to IU. And for those who don't completely know the story, because like th there was that part, and I think that the broadcast did a good job of explaining that, that this guy comes off the bench. He was a three-year starter, uh, just explodes in the first half. What do you have, 17 at halftime? Yeah. I jokingly tweeted at the... Uh, at a and then the only other points he had were the game-winning points. That's right, yeah. At uh, <laughs> assembly, uh, assembly Calls, this Indiana basketball podcast that I go on sometimes, and I, I love those guys. And I, I half time I tweeted, Do you think Rob Finnessy is going to opt out and prepare for the draft? Because that's how good he was playing. Uh, he, just an unbelievable first half. But, but the other like wrinkle of Rob Finnessy is that he, he's basically like an abused puppy under Archie Miller, which like is not to say that Archie was like, you know, it wasn't like a Bob Knight, Neil Reed. No, no, no. But, he, but he, he was just like, he had a short leash. His confidence. Yes. Was non-existent. Like his 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 entire he he was he wasn't like a program changing recruit for IU. It wasn't like people were losing their minds when he committed to IU. But he was good. He was like a the good get a kid from Lafayette. He was I forget how many stars four stars I don't I know four stars or whatever. Yeah, but it was like a good get for IU. And he never has like kind of reached the level you want. And and a lot of people you know might say that it's on him and he hasn't developed whatever. Other people are like look the way Archie uses them that every time he catches the ball. Archie's telling him, don't look at the rim, look at Trace, get the ball to Trace, never look to score, always look, you know. And he he just kind of like went through this psychological thing where like very obviously had destroyed him. Yeah. In fact, this this was a quote that Mike Woodson had this week talking about Rob Fantasy before the Purdue game. He's had a tough go at it in the past. I'm just trying to get him to forget what happened in the past. You're playing for Coach Woodson now, and Coach Woodson loves you, and I'm in your corner. That's what he said about Rob Fantasy before the Purdue game, before he did that. So like that that was the story for me. It was like I I the first half is fantasy's going nuts. I'm like jumping it around in my living room and it wasn't even that I mean I was obviously cheering for IU but like I didn't care. It was more I was cheering for Rob Finney. I was like this is insane. This, yeah, is, this like is like a storybook. It's like a Disney movie. Yes, it's a Disney movie what's transpiring right here. Um Rudy. And 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 that bears itself out. Not only like fantasy comes off the bench and and plays really well and then IU and then he comes off the bench in the second half which is pretty funny too because I think IU fans are scratching their head like why is Miller cop out there to what, what is going on what is happening why is it out there and trace jackson davis was i mean this was not his game like if you looked at this game on paper when we talked in november you would think travion williams versus trace, trace jackson Trace davis yes. what a showdown this game was not that it at was all. zach ed versus michael durr yeah. <laughs> it was jade ivy versus rafa you know yeah um but but fantasy uh the, the other thing i was going to say to to talking about the game when he shot tate is that he didn't just draw up the game when he shot for fantasy once he did it twice twice after he misses the yeah. first one and then mike woodson like that is that's unbelievable honestly like that's coaching if if, if archie miller was coach uh, and again i love archie and i genuinely did love archie i love playing for him and i i, I hope he lands on his no but it shows the it shows that but, i'm actually in your corner it's like you brick that first three if archie miller is coaching indiana when rob fantasy bricks that first three at, at towards the end of the game the first game winning shot quote, yes well his ass, he might get, not only is he not shooting again, he might just take him out and put him on the bench. <laughs> Mike Woodson was like, no, we're going back to you. You're going to hit the shot. And it wasn't even like, like that was a tough shot. Stefanovic had a hand in his face and he was sort of faded away. And but it, I tell, I, I, you know, I, I don't know Stefanovic's, Stefanovic's, you know, train of thought or whatever, but it did feel, if you watch it live, it felt like his hand was there. 
but he almost like didn't go go. He's like he's not going to shoot because he's like he's no way this guy's shooting he's this after shooting. he just missed the yeah. last one. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And that's why it was so beautiful because he shouldn't be shooting that. Every other year, there's no way he's shooting that. Yes, but then he does, and then he makes it. And it's like yeah. So that's that's uh that that's kind of the the um backstory to those who I don't know for 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 people that were maybe watching that didn't really understand like that the Rob there was a bigger story yes the game within the game and that and that to me to get emotional and sentimental about college basketball that is why I love this sport so much of course that stage uh this this is a sport that quote unquote only matters for two weeks in March (laughs) that could not be further from the truth because that no matter what happens if Rob Finnessy I, I doesn't score another point the rest of his Indiana career. He will have that moment. He will be a legend in Bloomington. He will he will feel like his, like all of that. Maybe not Lafayette, but not, not somebody. You can't go home. Bad news. <laughs> can't, go home. can't go back home. Um, but but the, those stages like that that can only happen in college sports. That can, that that can only happen in college sports. And the beauty of like college that. sports is like to see someone grow into that player. I mean, we see them when they first get there. Yes. they're kind of like. This gangly kid, that you're like, I, I which, see something they could be. Which <laughs> answers the question, like, how can you like watching college basketball when guys are bricking threes and dribbling off their foot? And I'll tell you why, because when you watch three years of Rob Fantasy not developing like you want him to, and then last night happens, and you it finally you, clicks. As an, an IU fan, you've invested so much in this kid, like watching him and cheering for him and hoping it works. Yeah. And it finally clicks, and he hits a game-winning shot to beat Purdue for the first time in six years. And he's from Lafayette. It's like what? What? It's like that's why. That's why we're here, folks. <laughs> that's why we're here. Um. <laughs> What else? Uh, TJD didn't play. Do we, we talk about that a little bit? Because uh, I I found it interesting that like IU seemed to be better-ish without him. Um, not really, but kind of like no, that, that it was it was an interesting development because it was the second game in a row that Purdue had played. the The reason it stood out to me was that when Purdue played Illinois, the same sort of thing happened with Illinois, where Kofi got in foul trouble, and he goes to the bench. And I forget how much Illinois was down at the time, but but the vibe was like, oh shit, like Illinois is losing already. Now Kofi's in foul trouble. They're really in trouble now. And then, like, the guards, like I said earlier, we're finishing to catch the ball and look for a trade. Like, the guards are like, all right, I guess we got to make plays now. And Plumber starts hitting shots and Trent Frazier. I felt like the same thing happened with Indiana, where, where when, when Trace Jackson Davis is in the game, it, it, it becomes so much about One Trace Jackson Davis yeah. versus whatever Purdue big guys out there that when he was out of the game, they were like, no, they were a better right, team. Let, yeah, let yeah, it rip. Yeah, 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 yeah. Xavier Johnson had a great game, you know, like, and they, they, I don't know. I found that fascinating. Which is also coaching too, because uh, in the moment, Mike Woodson, you know, you you make decisions like maybe going to the game. You're saying to yourself, Trace needs to have a huge game. But then as the game is unfold, you're like, no, he doesn't. We we're yeah, you know, we it is what it is. You know, we and that is a part of uh, you know, not to go back to Archie, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure. And I like the guy. <laughs> Oh man! But I just uh, want to give Mike Woodson his credit. I mean, th- this was a great moment. In are Are you worried about Purdue at all? I mean, I'm the same amount of worried as I was. Same, before, yeah. You know, I, mean? I don't think I learned anything about Purdue that I didn't already know. No, it, it does not bode well. I mean, I guess it does in some sense because they have played in so many close games. But it doesn't give me. It doesn't inspire confidence that this team does not seem to have the ability to quote unquote like blow out somebody. Unless it was in yeah. November or December. Like, I'm waiting for them to click back into that mode a little bit. That's a problem. And I want to see if they can, you know? Yeah, and and I think a game like last, like, Fennessey and, and Xavier Johnson for IU uh, carried the Hoosiers. Yes, um, and 18 points, 20 points. It kind of highlighted the importance of guards in, college, in modern college basketball. Not that guards have not always been important, but, you know... Um, a team like Purdue that has is so big guy oriented and it's so 
we we know their makeup. Um, a game like last night kind of highlights that to me. That like that that's the fear I have. That's the fear I'll always have moving forward. Um, I as I said, we we talked about Purdue on on the show earlier this week, and and I said like that there there are three problems, and I think some of them are fixable, some of them aren't. I came away from this game the exact same as I I yeah. did before. It's like you have you cannot trust any of your guards really. I mean, Stefanovic is good. Um, but he's he's limited. He, he's a great shooter. Uh, can can do things other than shooting. You know, like he can score off the bounce a little bit, but um, he's not he's not creating anything for anybody else. Hunter's not creating anything for anybody else. Thompson's not creating anything for anybody else. The only guy that you can put the ball in his hands to create stuff for other people is Jaden Ivey. And that's with the and he's I, trying to create stuff for himself. I know, and I was like, <laughs> and that's with the the hope that he is, you yeah, know, maybe looking to be pass first at at some point. And that's that's what it is, and that's who Purdue is, and that's who they're going to be all year. And th- the only way they can like really overcome and come to a next level is like if they really, really, really lock in defensively. And you know, and I, I think they can in flashes, but they just as a team have not all season. And I don't know. I think like I'm I'm as you said, I'm the same amount of worried as I was going into this game. It didn't really change much for me. I just want Purdue. I want Purdue to to get that elusive Final Four. I, re- I don't. Well, Coach Titus, I hope he's not on the line. I hope he's not listening <laughs> to this. But uh, I do. I do want them to get over the hump. But I am so happy for Indiana. It, last yeah. night it had to be Indiana. You know, that was yeah. the other part of this. You know, that I kind of gave Purdue a pass because this was this was bigger than it was big. Team, yeah. You know? Yeah. No, you're you're absolutely right. It 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 felt exact same way as the as I said it before the the uh, Ohio State Michigan football. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The exact same. But like, I, All I watched. Things had to go the right way for Indiana or for Michigan to win yes. that game. Like it's snowing outside. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. like yes. all of those things. It all kind of came together. Yes, and and as an Ohio State alum, I was I was I remember watching that game and thinking like this sucks, but also like it it, it just had to like there's nothing we could have there's nothing you you replay that game ten times, Michigan's probably winning you know seven or eight just because like. Of certain all point, the things that were coming together. At a certain point, you notice stars start to line and you just shrug your shoulders and you're like, that happens sometimes. Yeah, and, and even though I was state guys in the game, they were just like looking around, they're like, yeah, this is not our it's day. Just not, <laughs> it's just not going to happen. That's how, but Purdue at least was there. They were fighting. Like, they, had a, they had a chance in the end and uh, Mike Woodson didn't foul. Is, is, that a, is, that a, is that a, are we worried about that? I kind of liked it until I saw Ivy take the shot. No. <laughs> It gave me vibes of uh the the shot that reminded me of Jim. Good poll, by the way, of the RJ Barrett. Um, I saw you tweeted that the RJ Barrett clip of uh who who is who was that against? Did he hit the game with the Celtics? Oh man, the Celtics, yeah. Celtics, yeah, the Celtics. Um, it reminded remember me of the, uh, the team that they beat in the first game of the year and they celebrated like they won the NBA that's Finals. Right, that's right. <laughs> the 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 is memory- your retweet button broken or? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I was. Sorry, I was on the phone with my father. Well, RJ, uh, RJ, RJ banked it we in, were, in prayer. We were, we were, we were praying. We were crying yeah. together and jumping up and celebrating. Eleven, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the shot it reminded me of is uh, Jordan uh, MJ against the Pacers in in a playoff game. I have a vague memory of it. There was a. Uh, it might have been the game Reggie hit the shot when Reggie pushed off. Yeah, yeah. And hit yeah. the three, and then Jordan came, and then Jordan caught it and did a double pump from like half court, and, and it almost banked it and almost went in. That's yeah. what the Ivy shot reminded me. Of. It should have gone in, or the Gordon Hayward. Yeah, the Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right, should we have my dad on? Yeah, we should. We, we should. We should not talk about IU Purdue. Anymore. I know. I feel uh, like we're doing him a yeah. disservice. We got to get him on. All right, let's bring let's bring Coach Titus on. 
Quick break to get aware from our sponsor. Does this sound familiar? You got one device to let you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. And now a message from Discover about customer service and common sense. When you have credit card questions, it's nice to have them answered by a real person. You know, someone who can actually understand your issues and work to resolve them. In other words, what you don't need is a robot. And that's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. No wonder we call it live customer service. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Also want to talk about prize picks. All right, college basketball fans, are you looking for daily fantasy option for college basketball? Then you need to try the award-winning app, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. We love this. We've been playing this all season. We know you will too. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from points scored to rebounds, even steals. Prize Picks allows mixed sports entries as well. Uh, and it doesn't just offer college basketball. They have options on pro basketball, college football. Not so much right now, but you know, when college football is being played, pro football is still going on, huh? Uh, <laughs> baseball, definitely not being played, but uh you know, maybe coming up spring better. training. Hopefully they solve that lockout situation. Soccer, MMA, and more. All of our listeners that deposit and use promo code TNT to receive uh will receive a hundred percent instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Price fix is safe, it offers fast withdrawals. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. And don't forget to use promo code TNT to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. That's promo code TNT for 100% instant deposit match. Check out pricepix.com. Pricepix is daily fantasy made easy. Eligibility restrictions reply. See pricepix.com for details. And we're also brought to you by the Jordan Harbinger Show. One of new podcasts to look forward to each week. One that's entertaining, informative, and packed with actionable content. Come on, of course you do. The average podcast listener has six shows in rotation, and you can add this one. The Jordan Harbinger Show is a top-shelf podcast named Best of Apple in 2018. So go check it out. Jordan dives into the minds of fascinating people from athletes, authors, and scientists to mobsters, spies, and hostage negotiators. You can't go wrong with adding The Jordan Harbinger Show to your rotation. It's incredibly interesting. There's never a dull show. Search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That is H-A-R-B-I-N-G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Again, that is The Jordan Harbinger Show. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Back to Titus and Tate. All right, joining me now, joining us now, I'm sorry, is uh, my father who is a, uh, who's, he's got, for those listening to the show, he's he's got a brand new Indiana quarter zip. Is that, have, have you never worn that? Did you buy that waiting for the occasion? No, sir. I took a gift from your brother who loves me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I gotcha. Right. Way to go, Ryan. Well, there you go. He's uh, he's wearing his, his fresh IU quarter zip, drinking out of his IU cup. Uh, Dad, let's start with the obvious question. How back is Indiana? And you're, is, is this the most back that IU has been since 1987, would you say? Absolutely. And I'll tell you part of the reason why it is Coach Woodson. They, I understand I didn't see anything about or any pictures, but I think they started Woodsonville outside the, outside Assembly Hall. I heard there were kids camping out, and I did see a line three hours before the game that was very, very long. I don't think that's happened for a while. So, yeah, I'd say we're back. 
There you go. Oh, I love that definitive declaration that uh, IU is back. That is, uh, no, it, it. We were talking about that earlier. That the 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 students showing up and this felt like a game that, uh, frankly, mattered so much more to IU than it did Purdue, um, where it just felt like like Indiana had to win. It's just like there there was no. Th- th- this was like the biggest. They were I, destined to win. I said this was the biggest in like ninety. Could, do you remember a time that like you felt going into an IU game? Like what what was the last time you felt like this is this is so important that we it might be a regular season game but like this is you know this feels bigger than that like it, i i don't my, my answer was 2013 versus michigan when michigan was number 1 and iu was number 3 and then iu went on to win the big 10 but i don't, i don't know what what do you think when we beat kentucky at assembly hall the last time those cowards came up there <laughs> well hold on the great great discussion point um, Kentucky when, fans are they're, they're trying to say that they don't care about Indiana yeah. successes that they're not worried about it they're not rivals which sounds to me like you might be a rival yeah yeah absolutely absolutely <laughs> why don't they come up and play then if they're not if we're not a rival or they don't care there's a lot of other schools that uh, <laughs> yeah. they play and want to beat up on come to Bloomington again <laughs> see I love this is the bravado that everyone in Bloomington needed and they needed one you know lynch point moment where they can yeah. say like this is this is it. This is where we become the Indiana that we're supposed to be. And there was Bedlam in Bloomington. That yeah. was the headline. Yeah. Absolutely. That's that's uh dad. Um what uh what, what I'm trying to think of what else I wanted to talk to you about. Oh, oh, th- this. We were talking about this earlier cuz uh the, the, there's there was an idea when um Archie was fired and then IU fans were were flirting were, were trying to convince themselves that Brad Stevens was maybe coming and all that kind of stuff. And there was a national narrative that IU fans are unrealistic and that, you know, that IU fans expect to win a national title every year and all that sort of thing. You, I would say your generation of Indiana grads, Indiana fans represents probably what people think. Like when, when people picture an Indiana fan who's unrealistic, they probably picture your face. They probably picture a guy wearing a quarter zip (laughs) with a gray beard who remembers the Bob Knight heyday, you know? So as a representative of the, the unrealistic Indiana fan, what, uh, what what are what actually is the expectation as an Indiana fan going into each season? Because I because I was telling Tate, I was like, in my mind, I feel like the expectation for Archie wasn't to win national titles, it was to beat Purdue and make the NCAA tournament. It was simply that. Um, what, what 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 do you how do you see it then? Well, I think the last few years, the expectations have always been just hope, hope they play well, hope they can beat hope. somebody, hope they they hope they can do something. Now I think the hope has become expectations with Coach Woodson there. You know, some, he's the he's someone Mark and Tate that uh, understands it all. Understands what IU basketball means to the university, what IU basketball means to the state of Indiana. He lived it. He's got pride. He's always had the IU pride. It's never left him. And I think uh, he's brought all that. In, that in, well, I don't want to say a lot of energy. He's a pretty level-headed and calm and cool guy, but he certainly <laughs> brought his expertise and love for uh, IU basketball and people. People People see that and they feel that coming from a head coach. And obviously we haven't with outsiders the past few years, we haven't had that there, but I think the expectations for him and the program have certainly risen in the last 24 hours. And, oh and you can see the joy, right? Coach Titus, like when you saw after the game and they cut the Woody, I mean, he is literally it's jubilation. I mean, I, I mean, he, he's almost like in tears and Titus contrast. You just got him as having a heart attack. Well, con- <laughs> contrast, contrast Woody's reaction. Uh, beating Purdue last night with Tom Crean 
on the Watford shot when Tom Green looked like he crapped his pants. <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, was like, where am said, I? Oh, my God. <laughs> Meanwhile, well, Woody's like, get the crowd fired. You know, Woody obviously is happy for the program and everything. I think he's really happy for fantasy. If you guys have seen some of the quotes about the talk they had before the game yeah. yesterday, it was, you know, I think yeah. he's really happy for that kid who had an unbelievable game, obviously. And I'll tell you what, Purdue's a really, really good basketball team. Yes, Tate, I said that. Um, I think <laughs> I love it, I, I, they've got a lot of tools. As a matter of fact, they've got more tools than, than uh, an IndyCar team. You know, they've got they've got all the tools they need to be to be a great, great team. Um, maybe lacking a point guard. I think they uh, that, that's a true point guard. I think they could use Billy Keller back. But that's a throwback that most people don't understand. But yeah. Uh, but otherwise, I think they're a great team. They've got great players who, who do some things. I think the crowd bothered them last night. I think uh, IU was well prepared for him. I think, uh, you know, I, I just throw out. So here's what I think about the game. You haven't asked yet. But, you know, first of all, Durr, Durr besides fantasy, played a great game. You know, the other thing, and you guys will know better than I, IU had two turnovers and Jackson Davis had both of them. And I see some stats or some box scores that said they had three. So there must have been a team turnover, whatever that is. But the crowd was unbelievable. Um, Jackson Davis made two free throws down the stretch in a row, which was amazing. Um, <laughs> I used free throw defense was unbelievable. Held Purdue to 41%, yep. Yep. which is awesome. There you go. <laughs> and, uh, but I think the two turnovers is what people, um, are missing out on. You know, if you play anybody and only have two turnovers, mm -hmm. you've got a great chance of winning. And then the other stat that really stood out to me was I, you had nine steals and Purdue had zero steals. Um, mm -hmm. And I know that Painter teaches defense up there and promotes it, but uh, IU really got after it last night, which was great to see. I gotta say, I, I gotta I gotta point out the obvious here. He, is he not like more reserved than we thought? Like he, it looks like he's on no. staff now. Well, like, he, it, he shows it, up wearing the quarter zip, well, like giving Purdue credit. He's we, like they're we, a good team. We, we talked about on? this. Indiana basketball is recentered. They're back at the top, so he can give credit where credit is due now. You know what so, I mean? It's recentered. You know, the last I mean? time he came on the show, Purdue was ranked number one. Yes. He was obviously in his feelings about it and was kind of <laughs> yeah. like bubbling over. Now he's got a calms that like because life back on top. Yes, he's back to restart. Hey, only great teams with great performances can beat the number four ranked team in the country. So yeah, that's what it is. That's a, that's a smart move, too, is like he's, <laughs> he's hyping up Purdue. <laughs> to make the to, yeah. to make the win feel more valuable, it is. Um, Dad, the other thing I wanted to say is, uh, I I remember when when Woody was hired, when the the Woodson announcement came through, it was during the NCAA tournament, right? Because we were we were here yeah, at the we box were, lot mm -hmm. watching NCAA tournament games, and uh, we 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 had to go live like twenty or thirty minutes after that, and um, I I remember the the hire gets announced, and I called you immediately because I was like, I got to be honest, I don't know. A ton about Mike Woodson. I know he coached in the NBA. I know he played at IU, and I know I knew you were around at IU when he was there. So I was like, I'm I'm just gonna call my dad and just kind of honestly just regurgitate whatever he tells me. Whatever whatever dad tells me, I'm gonna go on this live show and just be like, here's what I think about the Woodson hires. Yeah, just whatever my dad tells me. And to your credit, Dad, the the moment I called you, I'll never forget it. I was like, I was like, what do you think? And you go, Mark, I swear to God, this is this is better than Brad. And I was like, "Are you out of your mind?" <laughs> but I was like, I, you, "I was like, Dad, you can you can like the hire, but like, this isn't better than hiring Brad Stevens." And you're like, "No, he gets it. He'll he'll like they'll, they'll, there's something about him." You said all of these things, so I guess. Uh, and, and then we saw the fallout after Woodson is hired, 
the national reaction, the the guys that the you're, jokes, lots of jokes. Dad was sending me all the tweets that he'd saved, all the screenshot tweets. I'm glad you got the receipts, Coach Dad. <laughs> yeah, Dad was like, Dad was like, look at all these jokers saying Woodson was a, a terrible hire, all that. Um, so, Dad, with all that in mind, do you have a message for the haters? Now that Woody beat Purdue. Nah, you know, Woody's the answer. I thought that, like you said, Mark, from the beginning, he understands the Big Ten. Um, he played, he was a great high school player in Indiana. He understands Indiana. Uh, great player in the Big Ten. Um, coached at the professional level. He's seen guys come up from colleges who were ill-prepared for the league. Uh, so, Woody, I, I just felt like, and then adding Coach Mata, I think, has been a, a big part of Ooh. their success mm. as well. He's been coaching uh, at it for a while, so... You know, I have to give the staff and, 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 you know, when you and I went down there, Mark, and we met the staff, he's just got a tremendous staff put together and Woody will be the first one to give those people credit, you know, so it's not just mm -hmm. him, but he certainly is the uh, uh, foundation of all of it with his understanding of the Big Ten. Can, how about, I, I have, I, I saw this last night during the game. I don't know if you have a message for this hater. Um Someone, someone said uh, when when IU gave up the lead, they put choke with three exclamation points, and then we lose with three exclamation points, and then said we're playing not to lose and waiting too long to the shot clock. BS with this moral victory crap. <laughs> Pass the dang ball. <laughs> do Do you have a message for this guy who? Uh, that guy's a complete. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, he's a complete jackass. Whoever said that. <laughs> I'll, I'll oh, it says here that these are the texts that you <laughs> these are the texts that you were sending me. Block, first the <laughs> straight straight from my account. <laughs> I thought my was, dad would be texting I, you know, me too. Watching them play all season and the way they finish games, I just thought once Purdue had gotten a lead, that uh, there was little to no hope, especially the three or four minutes uh, prior to that, um, the way we played. And but once took uh, Purdue took. The lead. I thought from there on that it was that it was over with all the tools they have. I just uh, couldn't imagine that the ending the way it came out. But uh, unbelievable. Again, I think the crowd helped and Tennessee. My word. I I I, yeah. I honestly I. I Texted you this, I or somebody, Mark. I I, I swear, Finnessy saved up all his mojo all season long yeah. for last night. <laughs> he just for that did. one game. For that one yeah. game, his hometown team. He put it on him. I mean, unbelievable. Uh, how how's how's mom holding up? Because uh, Tate, I don't know if you knew this. The Purdue and IU women played earlier this week, and I I Purdue was winning, right? IU's ranked like sixth. The women's team's ranked sixth. Yeah, it was in Mackey Arena. IU came back, forced overtime, and won. And mom was was devastated about that. And then now last <laughs> night happens. How's how's mom holding up? Well, she's hanging in there, you know. She's she gets <laughs> all over me because she thinks I ought to be for, uh, cheering for the Purdue women. I said I didn't go to Purdue. I'm not sure for anybody up there, but um, <laughs> she wasn't too disappointed last night. She uh, she's happy for for honestly because of our connection, Mark, with the IU program. She's happy for us and uh, never been a real big 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 time. God, what a great mom. Men's yeah, basketball. that's why I said. That's what makes it so. That's what makes their <laughs> relationship so funny to me. Is that my mom like just kind of my mom will wear Purdue stuff and be like, I, "The boys had fun. They played hard. Whatever." And my dad's like, "Pull this." Well, it's, it's so a lot funny. easier on um, her if she acts like she doesn't care to me because if she acts like she cares, I won't shut up about it. Yeah, that's true. You guys would not be still married if she if she cared if she cared as much as you cared. I don't think you'd still that's be smart. A, that's smart. Uh, the last thing I want to say. Smart. 
the last thing I want to say, I want to tell our audience about this because I don't even think Tate and Jim know this. Um, for Christmas this year, one of the gifts we got my dad was we we put money on a uh, Purdue national championship future. So <laughs> my dad stands to win a thousand dollars if Purdue wins the national championship. <laughs> We gave him that for a Christmas present. He took it as a uh, as a trolling by the family. Um, I took it as like a, a, as an emotional hedge that like it's if, an emotional if, hedge. If the sure. unthinkable happens and Purdue wins a national title, at least you're not a big loser because you're gonna yeah. you're gonna profit off. But if you gave me a Duke national championship futures, yeah. ticket, I would have ripped it up. <laughs> I was gonna say, but uh, thank you, I, Tate. I, I, <laughs> if, so, if are you Purdue worried? Wins, and I'm supposed to get that thousand dollars. That's Satan's money. I don't want it. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly. going straight. It's, it's it's going straight to a charity called a kid again. Mark there, my yeah. words. Yeah, it'll be a. It's a charity donation. Uh, well, how how Absolutely. has that been? No, it's how has that been since Christmas? No, it, has it changed how you watch Purdue at all? Uh, how has, no, has that not changed till psychologically? The oh, okay. No, not till the tournament starts. <laughs> all right. Oh man. <laughs> Coach, one last thing. Were you worried about this court storming last night, or do you think oh, that's great just generational? You know, because I, I see a lot of people uh, say that young kids just want to storm, you know? You know, if, if Purdue's record was reversed, there'd be no storming. Um, I'm not a fan of it. You act like you've been there. You know what, guys? If you go back and watch Fennessey's shot, the game winner did end up being the game winner. He had no reaction. He got back on defense. That's the kind of thing mm -hmm. I like. Not a fan of storm, uh, court storming, for sure. But after someone said that Purdue had beaten IU nine times in a row, is that right? Yes. Yep. Yes, sir. I mean, Purdue had beaten IU, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah. Some of those teams, honest to God, I think my intramural team at IU could have beaten IU's basketball <laughs> team all those last night. So that's no big deal. But so you know, with, no that, and with, it, with them no being count. ranked fourth, I think the kids got all eaten up with it and the dynamic of Coach Woodson being there and the enthusiasm he's created. Um, I think it was it was probably the right thing to do. I mean, how else? But it is generational, Tate, I think, because, you know, yeah, night it's generational. Yeah, but that's how kids celebrate today. And, you know, seven o'clock game, who knows what kind of beverages they had all day waiting on a game. <laughs> Bob Knight, Bob Knight famously would never put anything on the court against in a Purdue game that doesn't belong on the court. He would not, no. for instance, take a take an object and throw Mark. it across the court. <laughs> there was one of the legs was uneven. The maintenance <laughs> man was in the corner. People didn't see him come out of the tunnel over there. He was trying to he throw the chair to him. Exactly. Yes. Threw the chair to him to adjustment so he could have a comfortable that's, seat. That's God, what I had heard, guys. What, Dad, right. what if, have, have you have you considered the idea that maybe the IU students were running on the court to shake Matt Painter's hand to congratulate him on a well-coached game? <laughs> it was just sportsmanship. Yeah. They were all just running. To <laughs> you know, I think that was kind of a moral victory for Purdue, though, you know, to come that close to <laughs> IU and Assembly Hall. All right. So, but well, what a fun, uh, well, fun night for the university and the kids and, and uh, for Coach Woodson and the staff. And uh, um, couldn't be more excited moving forward. We'll see. We'll see. Well, there you go. Um, thanks, Dad. Congrats. Thanks, hang hang banner number six. Beat Purdue finally. Put it up there. <laughs> yeah, we won't hang that banner. Nice. National championships back. only. <laughs> hey, how about right, Jim Cunningham's work? You guys need to give him a little shout out today. Yeah, Jim. That, that side by side comparison of the game winner was unbelievable. And to do it that quickly, yeah, that's you. awesome. Oh, Here's my shout you. out. Finally. Yeah, well, I, hey, I love that. Jim. We're. 
we're gonna we're Coach gonna, Titus would retweet it for you. Thank you. We're gonna cut that. Go. That, so, but it, it, that was nice cinema. We're gonna cut it though. But yeah, was his retweet <laughs> button broken? Also, yeah. <laughs> all right, Dad. Uh, love you. Thanks for joining us. I, the, pe- people get fired up. They love to hear anything happens with Indiana or Purdue. You're the face of Indiana you're, basketball you, you, on our. Co- yeah, you kind of are. So you got that's, you got to keep your phone ready for the rest of the season. Yeah. That makes it an ugly, ugly program if I'm the face of the <laughs> Uh, all right guys great job love y'all we'll talk to you soon all right thank you to my dad for joining us yeah, uh, what always, a great time always fun it's uh i don't even want to talk when your dad's on i just want him to just yeah. like whatever's on his like filibuster you know yeah. what i mean let your dad come on here indiana filibuster and let the people know what's really i hope people enjoy that you know i i, I understand sometimes it, it can be a little you know navel gazing to to have your your dad on and just talk about you know, I, I I don't know I don't know how much odd there was ever or whatever, a time. But There's last night time. I gotta say, the 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 Purdue lost to Rutgers when Ron Harper hit the half court shot, and then last night both it does like uh, there were a lot of people on Twitter at least that that were just like asking me about my dad and, and curious about my dad and all that. So I don't know. It, 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 I I hope people enjoy it as much as they say they enjoy it because I certainly do. He's hilarious. He's, he's exactly <laughs> he's. I knew exactly it, when you asked him about core storming, I knew exactly what he was going to say, but it's like he, he gets like right up to the line with his boomer takes <laughs> that you're just like you roll your eyes, but he doesn't like step over it to where you're like, this is a problem or like, no, he's just being honest. Just being honest. And he is right. I mean, when all the like the field storming was happening in college football, like North Carolina would lose to Virginia Tech and then Virginia Tech would storm the field. Like, yeah, I was. Like, this is great. You know what I mean? This is making us look good. Like, we're, you know, we're this level of a program. But then you realize that all these kids that are in college, they have, they don't even know anything that happened before 2010. Yeah. So they don't yeah. care. Dude, it, they're just like, I'm here at this game and I'm going to rush this field. I very much disagree we'll with rush that the sport. on that on that point because you act like you've been there before. Those kids have not been there before. They have never they, been they, there. In fact, like, not only not been there and beating, seeing IU beat Purdue, uh, they probably have not even been in Assembly Hall. There weren't even fans last year at yeah. the game. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. who cares? Well, it's also one of those things where, like, when we were, I mean, in our situation, it was, like, you grew up, like, born and bred, like, Indiana or Carolina fans. So, like, you grew up and you knew all the history. Then you would go there. So then yeah. you're like, we don't do that because we yeah. haven't ever done that. But now. It's Dude, all the, all those IU students are from New York and Chicago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all the Carolina students just, are from California. Yeah. And, yeah. They just have rich parents that send them to IU. And then, yeah. <laughs> They're like, what? Is Purdue a rival? I didn't know that. I just <laughs> I thought Kentucky was a rival. Kentucky fans are like, are you kidding me? <laughs> We would never storm the court at Rupp. Yeah, you don't storm the court at Rupp because your students are like a mile away from yeah. the court. That's yeah. why you don't storm at Rupp. Because the, the only way the students could storm the court at Rupp is they'd have to push all the blue hairs out of the way. They'd have to tramp. Like, yeah, it'd be a Climb stampede. over a, yeah, it's, and that, get out of here. You know, it's not going to happen. Rupp. Yeah, because you're all like half asleep by the time the game's <laughs> over. Um, <laughs> all right. I like uh, when you say it about Kentucky fans and not Carolina fans. Uh, I mean... <laughs> Poor Ashley Judd. Oh, well, it was man. more relevant because Kentucky was... Ashley Judd one time in a Carolina game gave me the loser sign. Like, she came to the Dean Dome. And, like, as a kid, she, like, gave me, like, I just, I'm I a loser. L7 week. <laughs> like, I'm a I'm loser. Sure, uh, you know the gif of the, the old dude that looks like a pornographer that's the Lakers fan? Yeah, yeah. yeah Shane. Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> like, Ashley Judd's just, loser. <laughs> Uh, uh, all right, man. let's uh, let's keep this thing moving. Uh, we 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 it's time for Big Ten Stat of the Week. Woo! By Discover, when it comes to your credit card, Discover believes in having real people available twenty four seven to help answer your questions. Discover exceptionally common sense. Uh, 
Big Ten stat of the week, Tate. I think we we set the stage last oh. week for what it is. Um, I think most people at this point know. And if you don't know, just keep listening. You'll you'll figure, figure it out. out. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go first? Do you have yeah. a Big Ten stat? I'll, I'll go like first. To... Mine is quickly. Uh, my Big Ten stat of the week. First and foremost, honorable mention to Mike Woodson, who is still undefeated in a suit. That's which right. I, which I it think is. it should be considered and, for Big Ten Big Ten stat of the week. Uh. IU, it used to be a home away thing, mm -hmm. but Woody wore a blazer over top of they they for MLK Day they played Nebraska and yes. and every, they were both Adidas schools. Blazer so over both, a shirt. They they all wore a shirt, and then he wore the blazer over the shirt, and they won at Nebraska. So it's no longer just a home and away thing. It is like something about the blazer or the suit. Yeah, there's something there going on. So it's business. Cool. It's yeah. business, and he gets business done. But that is not my Big Ten stat of the week. My Big Ten stat of the week is uh, a good one, and it is one that I was shocked to read. Again, this is players that have had back-to-back 30-point -back triple-doubles in the NBA, WNBA, Division I men's and women's college basketball since 2000. That is the stat that we have, the Big Ten stat okay. of the week. Okay. And the players that have done this, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Luka Doncic, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Caitlin Clark, of Iowa women's basketball team. So shout out to Caitlin Clark, your Big Ten stat of the week. She is in the group with Kobe she's in the conversation. Yeah, she's him. in the conversation with Kobe, LeBron, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Luka Doncic, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Caitlin Clark. Add her to the list. Add her to the list, yeah. So one of the goats an amazing in stat. basketball. So Big Ten stat of the week. Big. That's a great Big Ten stat Shout of the week. out to Caitlin. Mine, uh, mine comes to you. Uh, this is about Johnny Davis. And... <laughs> The mark of a great Big Ten stat to me is that by the time you get done saying it, you're like the person listening is like confused. Say that again. Like, like I, I didn't catch all that. Like, what was it again? Say that again. That, that is how you know you have a great Big Ten stat. And I think this one qualifies. Are you ready? And in, in 15, this was a tweet from uh, I want to uh, uh, acknowledge stats by stats. I guess is this was account. mine was a stats by stats as well. Oh no shit! <laughs> yeah, shout out to Dude, stats. We by have stats. to follow these people. They got some good Big Ten stats. Uh, in 15 career starts, Johnny Davis of <laughs> Wisconsin of at Badger men's basketball has, and then here are the bullet points: scored 300 plus points, grabbed 100 plus rebounds, yes. dished out 30 plus assists, made 20 plus threes, and blocked 10 plus <laughs> shots. The last Division One player to reach all of those marks over his first 15 career starts was Carmelo Anthony in 2002-2003. So there you go. What what did I just say? I don't even know. I, I, I read it. I prepared this. Who I looked still that don't up? Really know. Like, who, who found that? <laughs> what that is. How could they have? I mean, we have not. But the point is, we have not seen what Johnny Davis is doing since Carmelo Anthony. No, I was going to say, is what he do, what is he doing? I, I don't know what he's doing, but we haven't seen it since her Carmelo. Anthony. The Big Ten side of the week feels like they give you two two things. They're like Carmelo Anthony, Johnny Davis, and then it's your job to find the numbers that connect those yeah. two things. You know well, what I mean? What I, what I think happens is Johnny Davis has a game where he scores like twenty seven and twelve, yeah. and grabs twelve rebounds or something. And you go to the database and you type it in. You're like, oh my god, that's probably never been done. And you type in 27 and 12. Carmelo. And then, did it. and then there's like 400 names. <laughs> and then you're like, yeah, but he also hit four free throws. So you type in four free throws <laughs> and it, it whittles it down to like 215 names. And then you're like, what else did he do? Let's see here. I think that's how it works. I don't know. Anyway, I love this segment. What a fun segment. Thank you, Discover. Fun times. I mean. Big Ten stat of the day is one thing, but Big Ten stat of the week, it's just different. It just means more. <laughs> it just means more.
Uh, all right, give us an ACC update. Woo! Please, for the love of God, I have no idea what's going on other than who's who's in first place. Is it Miami still? Miami is in first place in the ACC, and Miami just made history. So this is the ACC update. Uh, the Canes swept the research triangle, the research rhombus, for the first time ever. What that and that is uh, NC State, Carolina, North Carolina, and Duke. Duke. Wake Forest wow. not included. Wow! But first time ever. So and in fact. That? I felt, I was like, this feels like the first time that Miami's ever done that. Googled it, pops up. Shout out to, I think the guy's name. Who, who that's looked, my stats. There it is. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Craig Smith is the guy who found yeah. this out. So shout out to Craig Smith. Florida State. Florida runs the ACC. That's the update. It is It is Florida's world. We're oh, just no. living in it. Uh, Florida man. Florida men are everywhere. Uh, Miami's in first place. Florida State's in second place. They've won five in a row, by the way, in the ACC. Who has Miami or Florida, Florida State? State? Florida State has. They Miami, play Saturday, right? Miami lost to Florida State by one point. Florida State's won five in a row, though. But if you ask the Athletic, which is, of course, owned by the New York Times, a respected place, uh -huh. Duke is the best team in the ACC. They keep Still. writing these articles. Despite Duke being in third, Duke is, no matter, no matter where they may be in the actual standings, they're number one in our hearts. So... Miami might be number one, but just remember, according to the athletic, well, Duke is number one. Spin zone, I guess, for the ACC is the 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 best team in the conference is third in the conference. That's how deep. Yes, yeah, so many That's good how strong. Teams. Yes. Same with the Big Ten. That Purdue is still the best team in the Big Ten, no matter how many games they lose. They're still <laughs> the best team in the Big Ten, and they're like seventh in the Big Ten. Right yes. Now yes. In the standings, so fourth in the country, seventh in the Big Ten. <laughs> yeah. Big Ten stat of the week. Um, so top of the ACC, you got Miami, you got Florida State, you got Duke in third, and fourth, my guess? beloved. Can I guess? Is it is it Carolina? It's North Carolina. Really? Yeah. Not a, not as far it's back. Not as, not as yet. Yeah. <laughs> Make that banner in the detail. <laughs> not as far back as you may think. Now, that's a banner. I want to see the dude, though. <laughs> Number five. <laughs> Number five, you got Mike Bray oh and Notre Dame. Number six, you got Wake uh, Forest. They've won two in a row. Oh, my God. And then we get to Louisville. Yeah. Now, Louisville just got above 500 in the ACC. They, they made sure that they got above that threshold. But before they were able to do that, they were at the KFC Yum Center. Yep. And the roof is leaking. The roof is literally caving in. They had to wait an hour and 17 minutes before they tipped off in this game because of the leak. Uh, the players, they were asked what they were doing during this hour and 17 minutes. A lot of guys were said they were just on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, a lot of the players in Louisville said they were on TikTok. Chris Mack said it was a necessary win. They were, quote-unquote, lost. Yeah. Chris um, Mack, I, I have seen this, that Chris Mack uh, versus the media is becoming a thing where he is just becoming unhinged, falling apart at the seams every time he does a press conference, especially after Louisville loses. Um, so that, that's been on my radar, that Louisville is not good. I've tried, like, out of respect to Rutherford because uh, it does feel like every time something bad happens, we have him on or we talk about it, we mention yeah. whatever. So out of respect to him, I've tried to be better at that since he's called us out on that, that, like, I've, I've noticed that things are falling apart for Louisville and I've tried yeah. to just ignore it. But it's kind of getting hard to ignore with Chris Mack, like, slowly unraveling before our very eyes and and especially like xavier is thriving without him <laughs> chris mack is unraveling so much that wake forest brought back tie-dye night you know wake the nation you you remember mm -hmm. this era of wake the nation mm -hmm. and skip prosser they brought that back you know steve forbes is like let's bring back the the tie-dye the motorcycle let's do the whole thing again and chris mack pointed out that it was actually his idea <laughs> okay cool this, this, is, this is how cool, chris this is how deep in the vortex chris mack is yeah, he is nice. like seeing wake forest do things that he came up with you know 15 years ago yeah, and getting upset hell, that dude. he's not getting credit for it 
So that's where Louisville is. The sky, the sky is uh, leaking. It's not all yeah. the way, all the way, but the sky is falling for some teams in the ACC. Josh Pastner is last place in the ACC. Oh no, one in six. Oh no, with the face shield. He should have retired last year. That's an update. I do think he should. I people thought I was joking when I said that going into this season. I was like, I know that's not a joke. The man should have just walked but away. I figured out the problem. He's not wearing the face shield down. He's wearing it. He has it up. He's he's not committed. It. He's pimping the he's face shield. He's not committed. <laughs> he's not 100% committed. So I, I kind of throw it away. NC State also on the back end. They are 2-6 two, two and six in the ACC. That can't be right. Kevin Keats is a winner. Year no. five for Kevin Kevin Keats. But Kevin Keats is a winner. So he is a winner. That, how does that The up? numbers are not matching up to does, what we does know. That, do, do they, is there a third column for almost beating Purdue? <laughs> does that count as a... Yeah, that's that's uh, that's the neutral side game so they, they keep up with. Uh, Syracuse, by the way, I have to bring this up. Buddy Bayheim. Yeah. Last week they had two games, forty minutes, forty minutes. This man played back to back the entire game, and he is averaging an astounding thirty nine minutes a game. <laughs> thirty nine minutes a game. There, there were only forty minutes in the game, Jim. He's playing thirty nine of them. It's unbelievable. I've never seen a coach be so like obviously have favoritism to their own kid yeah. and get away with it as much as uh, Jim Beheim and the Syracuse. We, we've talked about it before. We, we One of these days, we really do have to sit down and talk about, put put together the power rankings of, <laughs> of guys who played for their dad. Yeah. And, like the dynamics of, we should just have a, spe- maybe have our, our dads on Father's Day. <laughs> have our dads on. And we just talk about like all the best guys. You like, yeah. Our dads will probably talk about Pete Maravich, obviously a lot. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that'll be a fun show. Doug McDermott should be. Doug on McDermott's show. up there. Yeah, yeah. We have Doug on. <laughs> Doug, Doug, Doug's our correspondent. Saul Smith gets a shout out. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, Clemson's also the sky is completely falling. They've lost three in a row. So uh, I know we have some Clemson fans. Somehow it sounds it sounds like in the ACC. I don't know how it's happened because we're in conference play, so somebody has to win these games. But somehow everybody's <laughs> losing every game. Every every, every other, ACC game other than the other, Florida team. Other than Florida. State Miami Florida they have figured it out Virginia plays Clemson and both teams lose I don't know how it's happening Notre Dame plays by the way Virginia five and three five and three in the ACC not done yet oh not done yet Virginia's Virginia's trying to stay in the mix they're there with Wake Forest and Louisville so is uh is Memphis in the ACC is that happening can we talk about that quickly that's your ACC update, by the way. That's the full rundown. Can we talk about? I, I, I love the idea of Memphis being in the ACC, like uh, like we treat Gonzaga's in the Pac-12. Yeah, like Memphis is an honorary ACC because they should I mean, be. It fits the mold, with their chaos. Yeah. Yes, with, with the, the talent chaos. and the chaos, it all checks out. I mean, Penny Hardaway. What, what do we even say at this point? Because we're Team Penny. We love Penny, but he finally snapped, and he wasn't necessarily wrong. We have you know SMU friends of the program. I talked to him last night. They're like, Penny wasn't wrong. I mean, they didn't have guys playing. Yeah. We knew that. Like, yeah. So SMU was like, they had it's some not, sympathy for Penny. It wasn't the right time for the question, but it might also not have been the right response. It's the Big Lebowski, you're not wrong, Walter. You're just an asshole. That's <laughs> that's Penny Hardaway. It's like, you're you're not wrong. It's just like when you get into these post-game press conferences yeah. and you have literally your logo on your Memphis-branded apparel and then there's the one-cent logo, logo yeah. on there and then all you talk about is me and I and, and don't disrespect me, bro, and I <laughs> don't fucking question me or whatever it is he said. It's like... <laughs> talk about the talk about the 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 team as a whole. Just be, like you know what I mean. Like at least I'll give Chris Mack credit for that. Like he he's throwing his guys oh, under the bus God. a little bit, but at least he's talking about like he'll at least say we at certain points <laughs> as he's like fighting the media stuff. Penny is just straight up like it's 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 him versus the world, and I guess that's always been 
the issue yeah. you would have with Penny Hardaway is that I, I, I every time he, he, he has these moments, I do think back on the clip that Jim sent us over the offseason <laughs> with Jalen Duran and uh, Amani Bates are sitting next to him. <laughs> They're basically <laughs> his bodyguards. While he, talk, he talks about how he's disrespected as a player. <laughs> the interviewer asked Penny what people don't understand. And he's like, what people don't understand is when I came into the league, and you're like, what the hell is happening right now? That's Penny Hardaway. That's been the Penny Hardaway. It's basically Penny Hardaway pitching to be in the NBA 75. <laughs> like, Penny, are you trying to win a national championship as a coach or are you trying oh, to get a 10-day contract for COVID <laughs> reasons? Because, like, all the, like you're trying to get in on the COVID action where everyone's making the league right now. Like, what the hell is happening? He gets right? a pass because the team didn't play last night. It wasn't the full team. But also, you're 9-8. and eight, You're 3-4. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, it's. Like it, it, it it's, it's off over. the rails. You know what I mean? It's over. And you and you formed a coup to get Toby Smith out of there. Yeah, yeah. Which is the funny like that's when that's when it all started for me of like, like I'm gonna I'm gonna give Penny <laughs> a chance to win me over, but like this is a joke. This is yeah. an absolute joke, the way this man got the job in the first place, which is basically like I'm friends with James Wiseman. Hire me. And if you want if guy. you if you want James <laughs> Wiseman, you have to hire and That was it. And all and every Memphis booster across the board, Chris Vernon and and the rest of them were all like, Yes, do it. Get Tubby the hell out of here. Tubby is yeah. Terrible. And, you know, like maybe they weren't wrong. Maybe they weren't wrong. Like, you know, maybe it's more fun to lose with the guy who's your guy than it is to win with, or to, I guess, in their case, lose with <laughs> a guy who doesn't want to be there. But it was just all hilarious to me. I was like, you, you, yeah. you, you, it was, it was a coup. This guy just straight up said, fire him and I'll bring James Wiseman. And, every, and no one stopped and thought, like, that's a pretty bad precedent. Like, I don't know how this would look or like, is this, is this what we stand for as a universe? Everyone just said, yes, do it. Bring Penny back. <laughs> And we, I mean, Memphis won the offseason. They broke basketball. Oh, yeah. I mean, they had the top two recruits. They had two number one recruits come. Yeah. That were supposed to be stars. They got Larry Brown, who's the only coach who's ever won an NBA and a college championship on your bench. You got Rashid Watt. I mean, now Rashid's not there anymore. He's like in a consulting role. But like at the start of the year. In a consulting you, role. <laughs> whatever that means. But you started the year like the Death Star. Like that yes. you were going to have to watch out for Memphis. And then when people were like, Things aren't going that great. You're like, don't disrespect me, bro. Don't disrespect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Penny literally that's, said they were going to win a national championship. Yeah, that, uh, that's why it's a pro it's a that, messaging problem. That, at that at one point. point, yeah. Oof. And I love yeah, Memphis, so. by the way. Like, I, I we want Memphis to be good, and I think that's why when he says this media, I don't think he's talking about us. I think he's talking about Chris Vernon and Gary all Parrish. the Memphis media. You know what I mean? That are you got to throw Parrish in there because Parrish. Is Paris asking the dumb question? And I love Paris. <laughs> Frazier voice. I, I, but, but Paris. But we don't was, want to be this mean. But I'll say We're this: not this as media. a guy who, as a guy who uh, was very much pro IU during the the IU, uh, uh, you know, the Brad Brad Stevens IU. I was obviously fanning the flames for Brad Stevens IU and defending the Woodson hire and all that. And also as a guy who loves making Penny Hardaway jokes. Parrish went out on a limb to say that that he wrote a column that was like, did I, did Indiana just spend ten million dollars to get worse? By firing Archie, they they paid the buyout for Archie Miller and yeah. hired Mike Woodson. He's like, I think Indiana just paid ten million dollars to get worse. And then he also, uh, when when Penny when Memphis won the off season, he I think he wrote a column that was like, everyone had jokes about Penny this entire. Who's year. laughing? Who's now? laughing now? Us. And as a guy who 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 you know was on the other side of both of those. I'm laughing. <laughs> yeah, we we were, but I I like Paris. So I'm not gonna. I we wanna, like Paris. I'm not trying to be like the, the, the we like Memphis. Guy, the whole just, the whole point is we we want it to be successful, but it's obviously not. And yeah, when it isn't, 
Which, like, I, I think the lesson here, I, I'm not trying to dunk on Paris. I think what I'm trying to say is, like, when 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 coaching hires are made, I think it would do us all a, a, a great service if we all just shut the hell up and just, like, let them. Yeah. Like, the, I, I think, like, nobody knows. grade. Same with, like, drafts. Like, what is your draft grade for the Pistons, Tate, after the 2022 draft? What do, on draft night, what is your draft? I, I see it as B a minus. Plus. It's I, a B I, minus. I think they got a, yeah, yeah, they got they didn't quite get the uh, shooting guard they needed, but they, they did get some assets. Like, and like, is this a report card? What the hell is happening? Nobody knows. Yeah, nobody knows. Know. Anyway, uh, good ACC update. I, I felt like I learned a lot. Florida State plays Miami this week, right? I think I, yeah. I saw that. That'll be so. I guess that's the game to watch. Or Syracuse Duke. Which one's the game? Syracuse to watch? Duke is the game to watch because I do think, I, I think the Duke's not done yet. You know what I mean? Like there, there's more. Like Duke is gonna get it together, but they're not done spiraling a little bit. You know, like I can see them losing to Syracuse. Do you think that uh, we we need like a Bayheim update as well, almost where it's like as you watch the Coach K farewell tour unravel, and, mm. and we, we we need like a Bayheim. We should have that instead of the New Bullets Blue Buds. We should have the Bayheim wins counter catching Coach K. Yeah, and and the I I need a, I need eyes or or <laughs> ears or whatever. I need like reports on. Is Jay, Jim Beheim in fact, going to keep coaching until he either dies or beats Coach K's record? Because, like, that's where yeah. I'm at right now, but I don't know if... Because you're telling me Buddy Beheim's playing 40, 40 minutes, minutes a game. Yeah. So now I'm like, is it just a situation where he's going to retire when Buddy leaves? I think it might be. I don't know. I, that, I will say this. That I need to... I've never seen Jim Beheim happier. Okay. To lose. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, you know, like, uh, okay. like yeah. he's, he is, he's just like, yeah, he's content to lose as long as buddy plays and gets 20 shots. I think, uh, we'll, we'll know more after the Duke game. Cause I think like having him in the aura of coach K during the farewell tour and him looking up at the banner that coach K has the most wins and all that kind of stuff. I think we'll get a sense of, I think there's also a chance he takes a dive for coach K. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like they're like, maybe literally like maybe he just <laughs> falls on the ground. <laughs> He collapses. He does the Coach K. Yeah, collapse. for Coach K, and then he doesn't coach the game, and then Syracuse <laughs> loses, and everyone's like, Syracuse gets a pass. Good win for Duke. But the loss also doesn't go on Bayhams record. <laughs> um, he goes on Buddy Bayhams record. <laughs> we should also get a like a clock that's counting Buddy Bayhams like total minutes played, and it's like the <laughs> national deficit that thing in like oh, yeah, Times yes. Square with all the numbers just running at all times. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Tom Thibodeau was like, he's playing too much. You know what I mean? Like that. that that's how much he plays. It's ridiculous. There used to be the uh, the Bill Gates. Uh, I remember in the '90s, the screensaver we we had at our house it was like Bill Gates made this much money. Oh yeah, it's like counting up. <laughs> yeah. Back when capitalism was cool in the '90s, yeah. and you like celebrated. Well, like, it was kind of like one Gates guy. Made. It was kind of like Bill. It was like Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, like yeah. the only ones you knew. Now it's just too many. I think that's why yeah. people were upset. They're like, "Wait a second, I didn't know there was this many." If they dropped a hundred dollar bill, it wouldn't be worth their time to pick yeah. it up. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The most uh, annoying <laughs> fact of all time. Before we do shout outs, Jim, do you have a Donda update? Uh, yeah. Uh, should we go to gym class? Gym class. See what's going on. Oh, oh it. Yes. Ring the uh, bell. Class. <laughs> all right. So Donda played at the MLA Classic earlier this month. MLA is how stop, stop saying MLK. Classics. Oh, MLK. Uh, they're oh. all classics. The first ever. <laughs> classic. The first year of them. Yeah. And yeah, not oh. the MLA handbook. Sorry. MLK Classic. And uh, lost their first game to Minnesota Prep. Oh. 92-86. Oh, but Rob Dillingham. My boy. Is the number one point guard. In Going the to NC State. 2023. Yeah. Kevin Keats, a winner. But more importantly, the dean of the Donda Academy <laughs> released a song last week about his ex-wife's new boyfriend. 
the dean's name is Kanye West. <laughs> Interesting. And his song is called My Life Was Never Easy. Yes, with the okay. game. Easy, okay. yes, and easy with a Z. Mm -hmm. Okay. And there's a lyric that says, God saved me from the crash. Yes. Just so I can beat Pete Davidson's ass. Bars. Mm -hmm. And the crash is probably about that car accident he got in. Yeah, he got in a car accident. Yes. That was okay. 2002. So yes. it is 20 years later. 20 years later. So, so that's why he survived that. 20 years later to beat Pete Davidson's ass. He's had survivorship guilt his whole, for 20 years. He's like, why? Why, why am I here? Dad? Why me? <laughs> And then now he's like, I get it now. I get it. It's to beat Pete Davidson's ass. That's why I'm here. That's why God spared me. Well, who like, when I get my jaw unwired, I am just going to say the craziest crap and not think anything of it. Who do you take in that fight, Jim? Well, yeah. So we have a tale of the tape here. By the way, Pete Davidson's reaction to that lyric, hilarious. He said it was hilarious. Sources, it is, it, sources it, it, say that he finds it hilarious. It is hilarious. <laughs> it is hilarious. Yeah. I mean, it is kind of, yeah. And it's... So in a fight, in the tale of the tape, Kanye West, 44 years old, Pete Davidson, 28. Oh, Kanye's going to be my age. Kanye's going to be 25, uh, 45 in June. When's Pete? Pete when's Pete? 29 in November. Can I, can I guess okay. their height? Mm -hmm. I, I would say Pete, he, he looks tall, but he's also just like skinny. 5'11". So I'm gonna get I'm gonna give him six two. Ooh. Uh Pete, Pete Davidson tight? Yeah. You wanna guess? I'll go six even. Pete Davidson is listed on the internet at six one and a half. Okay. All to right. six three. Oh, okay. What? <laughs> depends on what? Depends on the day. It's like an NBA player, you know? Be depends on how much on, he's six three. Depends on how much he's slouching if he's depressed. <laughs> exactly. Uh, if he had his meds, his haircut, his chest out. Um, Kanye, Kanye's height. Kanye is five nine. Five nine. Yeah, he's a five nine. Five eight. Five nine. Yeah, that's five nine. No. I think Pete's Six got foot him. on Tinder. I think Pete's got him. I think you're right. Pete in his prime, and he's got the reach. Pete's got the well, reach. Well, here's here's the the weight. Kanye. Well, Pete <laughs> Davidson's weight. You want to guess? One sixty. <laughs> I'll give him a little more. One seventy. I'll say. 170. So he's six one and a half to six three, and he's listed one forty to one sixty-five. <laughs> what? Now Kanye five eight. One forty? <laughs> Kanye five eight. And that source of one forty was Pete Davidson. Sent up six three, one forty, which is probably a joke, but yeah, whatever. It's, it's on the internet. So it's, it's gotta real. be a joke. Now Kanye five eight. What <laughs> weights do you think we found on the internet for him? Two oh five. He's listed anywhere from one seventy-five. To in May 2021, 310 pounds. <laughs> what? That's all of his. That's like with all. Like, is this Kanye or James Harden? No, it was Kanye. Uh, Remember last year, he, he, he ballooned uh, up. Yeah, maybe I must have missed. Yeah, it. James Harden. I don't know. Oh all right, God. wingspan. <laughs> um, Kanye, Kanye's 68 to 72 inches estimated. Yeah, this is all from Tyler. Found these two. Shout out Tyler Wojak. Thanks, Tyler. Crack staff there. And then Pete Davidson, seventy-two to seventy-six inches. Okay, so estimated. So it's not a, not as much of a as a disparity. I think the good the good thing about this is like we can flesh out the hypothetical as much as we want, but uh, it's going to become a reality given the state of boxing right now. That like, yeah, if they just yeah, talking about what's that company? Thriller yeah, or yeah. And Thriller? Pete Davidson did the announcing and said, "Look how low our society has sunk that we're like doing selective yeah, boxing." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he's like going to be backstage guy. If, if he was the guy either. <laughs> Either they're gonna be and they're gonna be the undercard of a 
Jake Paul fight, yeah. or they're gonna or Barstool is gonna have him fight for the rough, rough and rowdy, rowdy or whatever. Yeah. Like that's where boxing's at. So like we're gonna we're gonna see this become a reality either way. So if they <laughs> both had the same reach, seventy two inches, Kanye at his max estimate, and Pete Davidson is at his shortest. Who do you like more? Kanye is known for punching a couple people. Kanye bites Kanye's him. Been... Kanye will bite him. It will be that, that's what I think is the difference. Kanye's like, a little Kanye wilder. will Kanye will yeah. do something that's like it breaks the fight. Like you know, it's like you're not supposed to do that. You know, it's like yeah. Tyson biting Holyfield. You're like yeah. you're not supposed to do that. Yeah, you know? and that's what Kanye will do. He'll do something like that, and you're like, I guess he won, but also he broke all the rules. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> you know. Well, but what about right. this? Kanye's tattoos. He's got a dragon. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. Or am design a woman holding a baby and a list of his favorite songs while Pete Davidson has a Winnie the Pooh. Oh my god. Hillary Clinton. He is Hillary Clinton? <laughs> the alien from the movie Mars Attacks. Oh, I do love Mars Attacks. A it's giant shark movies. and Willy Wonka. Now Jeez. who will win? I think Kanye. I, How think, does, I think based on that list. Bring this bring this back full circle. How does this affect uh, Donda Academy's basketball team, do you think? Yeah. That knowing that you're the dean of your school. Yeah, if he loses to... Publicly in a fight with the Ooh, guy. Maybe they have a one-on-one -on -one basketball game a la Ted Cruz, Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. You know what I mean? That yeah. could be a fun Would show. you call that a basketball game? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I would call that. <laughs> I would call that. What like, was that? That was, that was like ballroom dancing. That was, <laughs> I don't know. Do, that was, that, that should have been banned from TV. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, should have. FCC should have just blocked it out. That was real basketball. <laughs> oh my god, that's a that's a good update, Jim. Good yep. job. That was good. That's not that's not that good of a line of a song, by the way. I mean, car crash and it's not a good line. It's like not. It's like cool, man. That's. I mean, it's all. It's, it's really clever. It's not even. It doesn't even rhyme technically. It's really good so. for the game, you know. I feel like the game, like yeah. I, he had fallen out of favor a little bit, but then to get Kanye, you know, that was that was pretty good for him. Yeah. So. I mean, I just I I the, when I was into rap was the the Tupac Biggie era and like the the you know like you trash hit him up versus like I'm gonna beat your ass man like it's just kind of it's like what are we doing well now if you're gonna go at him go at him no beef say I'm gonna... beef and rap now is like it's to to promote something it's commercial but what what rhymes with Hillary Clinton portrait tattoo you know <laughs> what is he supposed to say this, I, what what he's gonna get fired from from SNL probably that's yeah. probably the next step. No, I think Lauren loves him. He's like I know Lauren loves him, but like then he had to like did he he like miss work this week? There was like all these reports oh. that Pete Davidson missed rehearsals, but then he got to be on the show. He's like the first person to ever miss rehearsals and be on the show. It's not gonna fly. They're gonna fire him. A movie idea is movie. Pete Davidson should make a movie about basically Donda Academy, but it's like his own Donda yeah, Academy. Yeah. You know what I mean? A comedy about a guy who's a comedian. Staten Island Basketball Academy. That he starts a basketball academy. Yeah. And yeah, that's a good, that would be a good. He's movie. a rapper. He's like Eminem yeah. character. Yeah. And he started yeah. the yeah. academy. Yeah, that's good. All right, uh, let's wrap it up. Shout out to closeouts. Uh, honestly, I don't really have much to shout out. Shout out to being Friday. Uh, shout out to Donda. And uh, All right. yeah, I really don't have much else. All right, I got a, I got a handful. Uh, Ric Flair is going to be at the Texas, Texas Tech game February 1st in Lubbock. Uh, this is the game that Chris Beard's coming back to. I uh, love that. How do you feel about this, Jim? Is does does Ric Flair still play in 2022? Yeah. Do you think Ric well, Flair grabbing the greatest, a mic? like pregame speech guy? Yeah, dude. He's around. Michael Buffer doesn't do it for you. No, Rick. Uh, Rick Flair is. So Rick Flair's done it for the Panthers. Who else he do it for? Rick the Flair. He's loved by. Is he really? Everybody. I didn't know. I didn't know he did that. Yeah, no, he's yeah, done he's, the locker room. Like he's basically he'll, he'll do a cameo live in your locker room. He'll yeah. just like oh, show up. Do the woo. For anybody. He'll just do the woos for you. Yeah. All right. But the, but does that make this better or worse that he's doing this then? I think it makes it even more of a moment. Okay. That he's there. All right. It's kind of like the 
you know, rumble, you know, it's like, I'm slightly, are you ready to rumble? I'm guy? slightly worried that Texas Tech is going to be, it, it's it's going to, they're, they're going to focus too much on the theater of like letting Chris Beard know that they hate him. Yeah. Not enough on the game. The game. Yeah. But also Texas Tech is so much better than Texas that I don't think it'll it'll matter ultimately. But anyway, uh, there's that. Also, Kevin Ali uh, was an arbitration, arbitration, I'm sorry, with uh, UConn. He's oh, that's pursuing, right. Uh, he won. He won his arbitration. 11 he, million. he won $11 million. Like 11.6 or something. And they have to the pay him within a week. Of, yeah. Wild. And they're already trying They're already trying to to push to kick the can down the road and Kevin Ollie's like No. F you pay yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. Not a dime back. So. <laughs> <Not> a dime. <laughs> there you go. Good job. Uh, good job, Jim. Good yeah. Reference, Jim. Uh <laughs> what else did I say? Uh I some some let's speak some names. I want to speak some names real quick. Uh Marquette um is, has won five straight. They lost four straight. They've now won five straight. Uh just won at Villanova. Um Shaka Smart has has for right now, won the breakup with Texas. Marquette yeah. is uh is rolling and uh yeah, so we speak your name, Marquette. And Love also Marquette. I, I I am off on Villa I I'm off the Villanova experience. I, I I've been told I've been I've been talking about it. I've I've told you I don't like this team as much anymore. I want to officially declare that yeah. if I come back around if March comes around, I, I just want to be held accountable, Tate. If March comes around and I am trying to like weasel my way back into Villanova, mm. don't let me do it. Okay. I, I am definitively done with Villanova this year. Um, I think they're okay. I think they're fine. They're but you just you're like I'm. I don't believe they might make a Sweet Sixteen, whatever. But if yeah. you find if I start saying things like leading into March, where I'm like, ooh, I love this Villanova team. Call me out. Okay. Call me a fraud, please. For the love fraud. of God, I got you. Uh, Providence, we speak your name. Alone in first place in the Big East after beating Georgetown on Thursday. Um, also, I think they are literally number one, uh, luckiest team according to Ken Palm. I'd love that Ken Palm does that. They ha- he has like a luck rating. Yeah, I like ranking. that. And I think Providence is number one, which uh, also they lost to Virginia, but they beat Purdue in a secret scrimmage. <laughs> yeah, so, so we don't know. We say all that say we don't. Uh, Davidson, we speak your name. You've won fourteen straight. Uh, Sam Meninga, remember him from the Mal Invitational? Sam Meninga. He's averaging twenty three points and twelve rebounds a game this he's year. He's so good. First, he's not. I just made so that up. <laughs> so good. He's averaging like seven and five, but. I wanted to. It feels like. I mean, we yeah. saw him become a star. He was like, he was our next Obi Top, and we were yeah. like, dude, Sam Meningo, yeah. watch out. Seven and five? Are you kidding me? Yeah. I haven't believed you. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, I thought I could get you on that. <laughs> yeah. No, 23 I, and 12. I saw the talent. Just, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I wanted to shout out Kentucky and Wisconsin because um, Kentucky at AM and Wisconsin at Northwestern, we kind of, uh, Wisconsin at Northwestern, we definitely glossed over on the show, but uh, Kentucky at AM played, I think, that the next day or, or something. But, um, those stood out to me as two games that like Wisconsin Kentucky didn't really play particularly awesome. Um, it was a grinded out game, and I just wanted to say we speak your name because they, th- those were some championship DNA yeah. games. So uh, we see you, we speak your name. Congratulations on the road wins. Wisconsin has Michigan State tonight, by the way. That'd be a good game. That'd be a fun one. So, uh, there's that. What else? Uh, Neil Armstrong went to Purdue. It says here in my notes. Uh, so shout out to Neil Armstrong, <laughs> even though Purdue lost Indiana. Shout out. Uh, you still have a leg up on number of alums that have been to the moon. So what do you think would be that. the worst? What, what could be the worst day ever? Like, what if it came out that Stanley Kubrick actually shot the moon landing and Neil Armstrong was not never that is that, that is that the is, worst. That would break That's the worst Purdue. for Purdue. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That is that is the worst thing that could possibly happen to Purdue. I think. Yeah, Kubrick. No question. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the other thing I wanted to shout out, uh, Matt Jones, uh, Kentucky Sports Radio, who is definitely not mad, definitely not thinking about IU, is definitely not, IU is definitely not a rival. 
Um, he didn't even put Carolina on his rival list. I'm like, wait a second. This cracked me up. This cra- Matt Jones is another one who by, who was very much, uh, what a disaster IU hired Mike Woodson. As yeah. as Kentucky was like 9-26 and 26 with a lifetime contract to John Calipari, and he was like, what is IU doing? All that. Uh, Matt Jones cares so little about IU that he talks about IU all the time. And uh, <laughs> he tweeted this, and I just wanted to bring this to everyone's attention, that he says that... Uh, that uh, I'm going to read the I, I was about to paraphrase. I should just read it straight up. Not even talking trash. As of now, the UK basketball rivals to me are number one, Louisville, number two, Tennessee, number three, Florida, number four, Duke, number five, Kansas, then maybe Auburn, and only then would I even fathom to remember that there's an Indiana. So Matt Jones, uh, shout out to him for in, uh, as Indiana is is celebrating a huge win and, and <laughs> obviously proving that Mike Woodson was the right hire. Yeah. He wanted to step in and be like, now hang on a second. I don't I'm even not th- thinking. I, I, I'm not I don't even, even thinking I don't about even you. Think about these guys. I'm not even thinking about you at all. <laughs> also, like the two teams that you're trying to shade in that tweet are Indiana, obviously, and then like North Carolina by putting Duke and Kansas above them. Yeah. So it's like those are probably the two teams that you would consider maybe on your rivalry list. Also, that's the worst rivalry list the, ever. This is what I learned from this list ever. is that Kentucky has no rivals because yeah. Kentucky Louisville is literally not even a top ten college basketball rivalry. No, uh, we've we've gone over this many times. Yeah, and we can't do it anymore. Horrible, <laughs> horrible, horrible, anymore. horrible rivalry. <laughs> And if that is your the number programs one, individually are both great programs, obviously. And I mean, if if Auburn is literally if is actually above Indiana, and this isn't you're not trolling, you're not shit. Like I mean, my God, that's well, embarrassing. You need you need to do a hard reset on on the, the on the rivalries, the rivalries, and, and what matters in your program and all that kind of stuff. If yeah. Auburn, <laughs> Auburn, I don't know. I was thinking who else belongs on the list. Wisconsin probably for 2015. They're probably bigger than Indiana to Kentucky. Luke may hit the shot. Yeah, it, Carolina. It, I mean, what, yeah. The, what are you talking about? UCLA has more titles. They're the only program with more titles. So they're probably yeah. a bigger rival than Indiana. <laughs> uh, Memphis, because Cal coached there. They're probably a bigger rival than Indiana. Wichita um, State. Western Kentucky. They played Western Kentucky this year. They didn't play Indiana this year. I think they're year, friends, so they're probably, though. Yeah. I think, remember, because Stansbury said he got the rebounds. What about uh, Ohio State? They play sometimes in the Champions Classic and or the, the CBS Classic. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, Indiana might not even be in the top 20. They definitely don't think about Indiana at all. I need to do that for Carolina and just put, like, Duke not on my list. Can you yeah. imagine, the Top dude, five rivals. You lose at Indiana and you're scared to go back and play. That is That was the original ducking. That's the original dodging is John yeah. Calipari one doesn't want to play at Indiana because it's been 10 years. feelings storming the court. It's time. It's insane. It's been 10 years. I don't understand how any Kentucky fan sees it any other way than John Calipari is like, my feelings are hurt. I don't want to go back there. Well, and That's it, all it is. Well, the funny part is that right now the rivalry's actually never been hotter because... Yeah. The Kentucky Knicks, as they like to call them, also, they're the Mike Woodson Knicks. Yes. So, like, both of these college programs are trying to claim the Knicks, and the Knicks are going to have to choose one or the other, true. and they're probably going to choose Mike Woodson. So, the, the the Kentucky fans are like, we don't, like, we would just beat their, like, I, I use not worth our time, we would just beat their ass every time we play. And I'm like, how is that any different than the Louisville rivalry? I don't understand. Like, so yeah. why, why, why not, if that is, in fact, the case, then play IU, beat their ass every single time you play them, and then uh, that'll shut up all the IU fans. And then there really won't be a rivalry because you'll beat your ass all the time. And instead, the the the, the last two games that anyone remembers, because nobody remembers that in 2012, Kentucky beat Indiana in the tournament. They remember that Indiana won on the Watford shot. Yeah. And, and then the last time they played was 2016 in the tournament, and Indiana beat Kentucky. And then now like, Calipari doesn't want to play them. So, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Not a rivalry. Not a rivalry. Hashtag not a rivalry. Yeah, not a rivalry. <laughs> uh, games to watch. Kentucky at Auburn this weekend. Biggest game in maybe Auburn history. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this Seriously. is a rivalry. Rivalry. <laughs> Kentucky well, at Auburn. Did you see uh, Sheboy said that he was like, we're treating it like we're going to war and we have to yeah. die out there. We will. <laughs> That's what he said. 
I was like, I was like, someone tell this kid like it's not that serious. What is happening? Like, in yeah. <laughs> what is Camelot? happening? Oh my it's god! Camelot. Uh, no, it is, it is the biggest regular season game probably in Auburn basketball. I agree. I would say that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So that'll be awesome. LSU's at Tennessee. Syracuse at Duke. Uh, Florida State at Miami. And then the other one I wrote down was Kansas at Kansas State, which probably doesn't jump off the screen. But uh, Kansas State's playing better as of better, late. Yeah. And, um, that is an actual rivalry game. So there you go. Also, the Auburn trick is to say this is the best Auburn team this century because the last time that they were good was 1999. There you go. Yeah. Everything's a century. All right. I have one shout out. It's important. Please. <laughs> the state of Ohio has officially won the space race of Earth. I guess you would call it. First in whatever. flight race. First in flight. Space a flight race. fight, mm -hmm. maybe. North Carolina has given up. No. I saw it this morning. It's official. I saw it with my own two crusty eyes. North Carolina got rid of the first in flight. No, we, no, we didn't. Yes, you did. No, we didn't. Done. That was just it, one it was literally one license, license plate, did. and you have a choice if you can put in God we <laughs> nope. trust or first in flight, and someone put in God we trust and jumps in it does. Why do you get a choice? Because no. the USA is in God we trust, and you can put that on any license yeah. plate, or you can do the state. But I, I like where your head's at. I'm with you, <laughs> No, official. Like no. That. That's official. This official. is literally okay. the definition of fake news. Congrats this is how things Ohio. get started. Congrats, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jim and Tate are going to go fight. We'll see you guys on uh, Tuesday. We're live on YouTube on Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday live on night. YouTube. Uh, watch us on, on YouTube if you want or listen Wednesday morning, whatever. We'll be back then. See you guys.